This is about being yourself and, and being as comfortable with that as you possibly can. Think about your message and deliver it in a way that moves and, uh, and gives people emotion. Fear is never going to go away and it's something that you've just got to understand. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of the Rewire podcast where we'll meet the final trio of our future female leaders. Over the next 20 to 30 minutes we'll talk about everything they've learnt during the programme, how they're feeling about the big final event on the 8th of October and what they plan to do with their skills once the learning part of this programme comes to the end. But before we meet these three fantastic ladies let me tell you a little bit more about the future female leaders programme. I expect, of course, everyone knows all about it, um, but if you have been hiding under a rock, here it is in a nutshell. So some time ago, I had a uh, little bit of a public rant about women not putting their hands up and getting up on stage. That prompted quite a lot of women to get in touch with me and say, all right, I'll put my hand up. Uh, it prompted some people to tell me that I shouldn't be blaming women. Um, so in the words of uh, Greta, kind of in the words of Greta Thunberg, how dare they? Um, and it also prompted a large group of women to say, do you know what, I would put my hand up, but I, I don't know how, I don't feel confident enough and no one's supporting me. Uh, here at AG, we are passionate about supporting the industry on its journey to becoming a better, more diverse, more attractive sector to work in. So we set about on a journey to how we could make a difference by providing that support, that confidence and that ability to put one's hand up and say, yeah, I'll do that. And so the EG Future Leaders program was born. Working with Ginger Public Speaking, we've brought together 12 women from across the built environment and put them through uh, what's been a pretty intensive, as I'm sure we'll hear in, in a little bit, uh, public speaking program. Uh, I am immensely proud of it. So before we get into that discussion, I have to say a big thank you to Ginger, a huge thank you to our future female leaders and a really heartfelt thanks to all of our partners who've helped helped us make this happen. So thank you to Acom, to Cluttons, to DLA Piper, to Greystar, to Grosvenor, to Knight Frank, to Nuveen and to Wilmot Dixon. But enough from me, let's meet our far more eloquent and much better trained uh, future female leaders. Joining me today is Sandeep Dillon, who's Principal Surveyor at the Cabinet Office, Helen Davis, who's the Director at Arab, and Rosella Nicolin, who's Associate Director at ACOM. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. So here we are. What are we, two weeks out from the final, final event? How is everyone feeling? Helen. Uh, how are we feeling? I, I don't know. I think kind of a mixture of nerves and, and excitement. It's um, I was having a look at King's Place uh, on the internet the other day and it just looks a fantastic venue. I just think it's massively exciting, the thought of us all kind of being there with our voices and being given that platform to be to be heard essentially so very excited I think I th you're not the only people excited <laughs> as well because we've had such a huge response to it not that I want to make anyone feel <laughs> nervous but such a huge response that we've had to say um can't come anymore because we've got too too many people but um yeah it's it's super exciting and I think it will be phenomenal to see how this how this journey has 
come to its fruition. So, Sandu, can you tell us a little bit about about that journey for for you that that first training session, how that felt, and 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 how how you how you think you'll feel on our last one, which is on the fourth of October, isn't it? Um, it's been an absolutely amazing journey. Um, a journey where one's got to kind of confront themselves, face their fears, do things that's not scripted or very well rehearsed. The whole um, point of the ginger training is basically to have confidence in oneself and what they're saying and, and being authentic. And without you know over-rehearsing, which many of us do when we're doing a presentation, is to basically speak from our heart with the knowledge and, and wisdom that we have about our respective subject matters. It's been amazing, the girls have been superb, the training, whilst it's been intense, um, has been excellent because it's made us go on the other side of our comfort zone, face our fears. And in terms of the event on the 8th of October, I'm really excited because um, it's an opportunity for me to kind of do something that I've not done before. and having done it to have that confidence I can do it going forward and inspire others to do it too. Is, is it becoming ad- addictive do you think you'll all uh, be a- any chance you can get up on the stage you'll jump up and say I've got something to say <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> Absolutely I think like I can only um, echo what Sandy and Helen had said the two words journey and exciting are exactly what describes this process and also it's not a journey that stops here Actually, the uh, the event on the 8th of October, I see it as a new beginning, a new beginning for not just ourselves, uh, that we found our voice and we have a platform to share our views uh, to, um, to the industry, to the environment as such, but also we have the opportunity to share this. Um, for me, the future is actually quite important uh, because uh, um, now that I have this amazing training where I could learn uh, that presentation without a powerpoint is actually very useful (laughs) and actually a lot more effective i can't wait to share this message with other women that are part of my network Mm. and also part of my own company (coughs) so that's uh that's been just amazing um that's uh that's really the main lesson for me and also um sharing this uh, with other amazing women um, two of which are with me today has also been rewarding because I work in a multidisciplinary uh, multinational company but seeing like the voices of other professionals coming from other parts of the built environment has been quite refreshing and quite enlightening also like on very uh, common topics uh, like residential property or even sustainability that is now in everybody's mouth the seeing like the plurality and diversity of opinion and experience has been quite rewarding. That's definitely been something that's um, sort of resonated through all of these podcasts that we've done that um, one of the um, sort of greatest takeaways has been the the community that you've built within within the group and that there's been so many learnings from from other people in in this industry that and and um, preconceptions that have been sort of pulled down within within the industry which is you know a a fantastic byproduct of in um, the the program, I think, uh, Helen. Yeah, no, I, I was. I just think there are a couple of themes. I think for me, part of this journey has been around authenticity, and I think, kind of, the lack of female role models has is a challenge because I think you can't be what you can't see. It, that's that's really difficult, um, and I think you know one of my biggest learning points has been around you know you know in terms of sort of stepping up as a leader is you know 
what what does that look like you know what are my role models and and often the role models have been white men for example and so I think there's a there is a piece around this sort of um, collaboration we've created has helped give us some strength as kind of women moving forwards in the industry and the absence of probably enough sort of female role models I think the piece around the public speaking when I think about doing a presentation in a PowerPoint now, it just makes me feel tongue-tied because I think you just ca- you, you're just constantly getting yourself caught out between what you're really wanting to say within you and you know what you've typed down on the PowerPoint. And this piece around thought leadership moving forwards is if this gives us a platform to that to kind of roll on, then that's, you know, that's how we can kind of change things in the industry. And we need more people coming up behind us that are comfortable to get on that stage and and just really speak from the heart and, and be that authentic leader. And I, that's probably the biggest takeaway f- for me is this is about being yourself and, and being as comfortable with that as you possibly can. And, um, and authenticity in the in the built environment is something that we're we're desperate for, isn't it? It's a it's an industry that we all know doesn't have the greatest reputation outside of outside of those within it. The mm. people just don't understand what it is that that you guys do. You know, if you ask a, a young person what what's real estate, they think estate agent, mm. don't they? And and I think the BPF report said carpent like carpenter or and carpenter um but they just had no clue what it was and the the um diversity of roles that there are within that industry and and people and and thoughts so having 12 authentic women up on stage telling stories about what it what it what it means to be in this industry and what it can be that's going to be so so powerful isn't it sandy thoughts Um, on that yeah no i echo what um helen's just said and whilst the program's been superb, I think the most magical part of the journey has been to actually recognise that we've got something to say, irrespective of where we are in, you know, the hierarchy and you know, whether you're an associate or a director, that we all, even outside of the group of twelve, we are all leaders and we've all got something valuable to say and our voices need to be heard and should be heard because you don't know where that voice and what it's gonna create. And I think that's quite powerful. So outside of this program, to be able to take that away and say, well, actually, my all my experiences, all those people that I've met have contributed to the individual that I am today. And that's valid and valuable, and I'm going to share it. And actually, one of the things I recognise is that we're all, even though those role models might not be there, that we've done it ourselves and we've got that amb- ambition and that drive. And there's going to be lots of other people that are doing the same thing and yeah we might not have the role model but we can do it ourselves without and be those role models mm. for others going forward yeah that's that's empowering isn't it yeah and if i can add to that um, another important takeaway for me is the power of the message because we all work in a quite technical industry like myself i'm a structural engineer so like when i talk about my job i talk about beams about roofs walls columns so that message uh, is if delivered too technical can actually be lost and one of the most powerful thing about this training is that the presentation is focused on a call for action that is revolved around the story 
that definitely has technical bits, definitely has technical grounds, so that it gives substance to what we're saying, but it's a powerful story, a powerful message that actually called for people to do something about it. And the way the training has helped me realize that was actually quite fundamental and eye-opening. Because starting from very simple thoughts, uh, you could move a whole audience, uh, not just of engineers, but architects, uh, developers, uh, even people not actually related at all with the built environment to do something different. Mm. And I think it's it's recognizing it's a story. People relate to a story. So whilst we might be technical in our field, there's a story that can kind of ring true in everybody's heart when you when you tell that message and you put it in a very simple way. Mm. I think you yeah, have stories. Well, that's my job um, <laughs> to tell story, true stories, of course. Um, but you know, they are they can be so powerful. And it's my greatest bugbear with this industry is that it's really rubbish at telling telling them. It does go down the the technical, the financial instead mm. of the you know what does this mean to people? What you know where will it um, well, will it tug on the heartstrings? Where's that authenticity? You know, the P&L is, is not authentic. It's not telling a story, is it? But um, developing a place where people can be and be themselves and they can run and play and jump and all that sort of stuff will work well, then that's a story. And that's that's something that I'm really looking forward to, to hearing on, on the 8th. Um, but before we get to that... Um, I'd be really keen to hear um, from each of you the sort of a, a practical takeaway that you've got from, from Ginger that you'd love to share with the wider audience. And then, um, and this is merely for my own entertainment, um, the most horrific thing that they've made you do during that, that training. I know there's been some, some moments for some people where they've just thought, oh my God, I don't want to do that. Um, Helen, I'm going to start with you. Um so I, I guess rocking up on the first day, and and if and I think others have talked about this, and kind of a couple of hours in, didn't know each other very well, effectively having to stand up and and do a talk. So so literally having maybe ten minutes to think about some ideas, wasn't it? And then st- sort of standing up with with fifty percent of the other ladies and kind of doing your thing. <coughs> so just really kind of thinking on your feet. Um, I don't. I don't think that was a kind of natural or easy thing for anybody to do. But I think it it, it made us realise that there was that story and that voice was already there. And, mm. and 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 so actually, we were kind of quite a long way along the journey already. And we we it was within us. We didn't we didn't kind of even know that. So I I think maybe if we'd have known that we were going to have to do that before we turned up I don't know how many people would have turned up (laughs) (laughs) and and your practical piece of advice that you would take away and pass on I don't know I I think so I think there are two things for me so I think it's around for me it's very much around purpose and why so and you know what is the outcome or change or different behavior that I'd like to prompt so really kind of having that as my I don't know, like golden thread or big milestone kind of thing. And then the other thing that I'm kind of like holding strong on is basically nail the first line and and kind of have your like closing statement nailed. If So you've kind of got those two sort of pillars and then sort of flow. But if 
particularly I think the first the first line in the opening if you've kind of got that even if you're kind of struggling to sort of keep the nerves down you know that once you've delivered that then you're kind of off so grab them and then leave them with something to take away yeah 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 I like yeah. it forceful Rosella, <laughs> <laughs> for you what was your um like oh my god why are they making me do this moment yes that was on the second day of training I was I think the first half an hour and to break the ice and just get there on the stage even like the topic were not completely refined we were given random cards um about topics and then you you were supposed to do a speech about this topic uh, which could be anything from like where what did you do last night uh, to tell us about a very embarrassing story from the past <laughs> Did you get the very embarrassing story? Uh, something like that, yes. <laughs> it, it was all like a blur. I remember like really dying inside myself that I had to invent something on the spot within 10 seconds and then say something meaningful. Within 10 seconds? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so you it. had 10 seconds to think about it and then a minute to deliver it. It was tough, but hindsight, uh, it was really powerful because it it's really about confidence and and the way that you could talk about anything um, using the tools that you're given. Mm. So on that, um, now that I know about it, I wouldn't feel so frightened. And I definitely recommend it for any public um, speaking training. It's just to break the ice, just go, go on the stage and talk about something. Mm. Maybe not about embarrassing situation, <laughs> but uh, still. <laughs> Well, we've got nearly 800 people who want to come and now hear your embarrassing <laughs> stories. So. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm sure that my own uh, speech will be a lot more uh, enlightening than an embarrassing story. But uh, that was useful, absolutely. And, and it also was a way to get closer to the other ladies because it was definitely um, a funny moment. Sure, sure. A shared experience as yeah, well, I suppose, exactly. of everyone um, maybe maybe feeling the cringe a little. And 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 your your um, takeaway that you would give to anyone who said, "Okay, I, I want to do this. What's my, what's the best thing I sh I should do? What would you advise them?" I share totally Helen's point about the first and the last sentence because that what leaves the message on. What is my big takeaway? Is really think about your story. Because the purpose of speeches in general is for people to act and do something. Um, if you just lay out your speech with a series of technical elements or just pure facts, they just don't stay. Because people, most of the time, act out of emotion. So if you move them with a story that conveys a very powerful message, then it's, you're actually right you have done your job and you can achieve something really spectacular. So that's my key takeaway. Think about your message and deliver it in a way that moves and uh, and gives people emotion. And Sandy, for you, uh, your um, embarrassing moment, I suppose? <laughs> I think there was... Not a in life generally. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the training, we had to do this. I think a lot of us spend a lot of time in our heads and we're basically... We, we, we live in this world that's created in our heads and um, so Joe and Helen did an exercise with us and it was to get us out of our head and we had to make these sounds wiggle about and of course there we are you know all dressed very smart like we're going to a business meeting and that was quite you know hadn't met these people before it was quite uncomfortable but actually you realize actually you know it, it's okay to be silly and just let loose and just 
not always be in your head and just kind of feel what your gut is saying and what your emotions are saying rather than thinking oh what rather than always being ready to say the next thing and to actively listen hmm. um yeah so i think that was the most embarrassing part of the <laughs> sessions for me i would um i would struggle <laughs> at that as well uh and and your your takeaway your top tip for anyone listening i think for me it's feel the fear and do it anyway um we all one of the things i've learned is fear is never going to go away and it's something that you've just got to understand why you might be frightened and just to kind of talk yourself that you can do this um you know it sometimes mimics what adrenaline ad- adrenaline is and it's basically it's to try and get on the other side of your comfort zone hmm. and that if you're thinking oh it's never going to be there well it's not going to irrespective of how many presentations you do um how high up in an organization you go irrespective of you know what individual you meet you'll always have an element where the where, you know your heart's beating quite fast and and just to kind of understand that hmm. and do it anyway yeah own it yeah own it i like it um and uh, let's um let's put ourselves uh at the 8th of october um without giving away too much about your your speeches can you um Give us a little insight into, I, I guess, the the messages that you you want people to really listen to, and well, more than listen to, to hear and and take away with them. Rosella, how are, what message are you going to be pushing across, and and um, how are you hoping that people will walk out of that event, taking it away with them? So my key message will be that it's okay to do things differently. That is just because things have been done like that for decades uh, it doesn't mean that we cannot change them and then we have some specific reason to do so Hmm. so i don't want to give away too much no way but that that's my my key thing that we all have a role to play uh, even if we're not a politician even if we're not a top director in a company we all can contribute to change things in the built environment well, that sounds powerful i'm looking forward to it sandy for for you your your key message um there are a lot of issues facing the industry um and we can't keep doing the same things because we're going to end up getting the same result and in order to kind of create a, a lasting and effective change then we need to hear um different voices and adopt different ways of thinking um, in order to to go to a future that we all want to be a part of hmm. I like it thank you Helen so I think just picking up on Sandy's point a little bit in terms of kind of inclusivity and us creating a built environment that reflects the community that we that we operate in that's kind of really important but also a piece around kind of collaboration and actually if we open ourselves up a bit more to working together just kind of imagine the the change that we can create and I think there's you know there's so much out there at the minute um watched Greta's talks recently and her and I also watched the TED talk as well which is really really powerful but actually we have a lot of the answers we just need to create some action and I think as we've shown between us that collaboration is so powerful so I think we can extend that out through this on the 8th and that has the power to create something different I think definitely and I you know I think um 
I can put my hand up and say as as EG will be right alongside with you all trying to turn these these amazing powerful talks into action because you know there are there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people who want to do great things, and I, I think we're we're talk we're now talking the right sort of language, or we're getting so much closer to to that. But we need to see action, and then that action turn into into results, don't mm. we? So, anything that we can do um, to to help on that, then uh, you have you have a friend in me, <laughs> um, and. Uh, and sort of staying with that point a little bit, I, I suppose, I had a, a conversation in here um, not too long ago with uh, Kayla Fenn Smith from uh, Real Estate Balance. And we were talking about diversity and inclusion, of course, and we were talking about the, the male role in that. And I, I you know, I guess on, on the 8th, there's going to be a lot of women up on stage. And, and while this is the Future Female Leaders program, we as um, Future Female Leaders can lead more than just women, can't we? We can lead everyone. So I'd be really keen to hear from from you. I guess the the response that you've had from your your male peers and um, the hope that you have that there might be men in your in your business that come to you and say, oh, actually you're my you're my role model and how, how do you do that what can I do um how can I learn from 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 this and and from from you San, Sandy um all the men in my life <laughs> have been at work at home have been super supportive and and really proud um that I'm gonna go up and stage and, and share my message um and one of the key things for me is it's it Yes, this is a future female leaders program, but it's not just about leading women. It's about leading men and women and the younger generation, irrespective of age or whatever background you come from. So for me, in order to be really empowering, it's to make sure that I'm a leader that touches the hearts of everybody so that it's a change for everybody. And I think I, I feel quite passionate about, I don't want it to be like a them and us, a women, men. You know, it's it's about everybody. Um, yeah, fantastic, Rosanna. Yeah, if I can echo that, I think the future this uh, hopefully not such in the long term, but in the relatively short term, is when when this program will be future leaders rather than future female leaders, because mm -hmm. I think that a leader is is a leader, respectively whether it's a male or a female. I think that power of programs like this now in this particular moment in time is that it puts women there in position that were held traditionally by men so the fact that, that we will be on those stages um, on the 8th and possibly even after that on other stages it will mean that we will have a position as a leader that is also female but then we will be in front of male director, graduates, engineers, architects, uh, every person in this industry and beyond that will see us for our message, for what we are, rather than just a male or a female. Mm. So I think the power of programs like that is exactly this. Fantastic. Thank you. Helen? Yeah, so echo, echo. <laughs> um, <laughs> and again, huge support. I, I mean, I, th I think for me, I guess it's around listen leadership whether you're, you're male or female needs to be around obviously values that you hold very dear to you and you know around you know in integrity really real sort of kind of human um 
leadership really authentic leadership and you know whether you're a man or, or a woman I think role mod- modeling those values on a, on a day-to-day basis hopefully will inspire lots of people to to just you know be themselves and and just so there is that more kind of authentic uh, leadership style kind of amongst more of us um, so yeah fantastic and um, so final question to round us up um and just to give everyone plenty of time to practice their speeches for the eighth because the <laughs> clock is ticking um is um what would be your advice to because we will continue this this program um as a as a future leaders program what would be your advice to anyone who um in that initial um, response that I got to my my rant who said "Mm, you know I I don't actually really want to put my hand up what would your advice be to to them and how would you I guess encourage them to not be not be afraid to to own the fear Sandy Um, my advice would be put your hand up do it you don't know what's going to be on the other side of your comfort zone you don't know what opportunity it's going to lead you too and how you're going to grow from the experience I think you know whether it's in life everything is about growth Um, and if you don't challenge yourself you'll never know what you can and could be so put your hand up give it a go it falls flat on its feet it doesn't matter at least you can say I gave it I I gave it I gave it a chance excellent I like challenge yourself Rosella yeah same really and also the fact that fear is okay um, we've said that before, but some people don't accept it. And then if they're afraid of something, they just let it go. Um, yeah, no, you, you shouldn't be doing this because fear is part of our life. And you just only have ways to control it and accept it. But then just go on, live your life to the fullest and, and live with the fear. Fantastic. Helen? Same, I think it's a, it's a piece around fear. That fear will, will always be there but I guess something I've learned over the years is it it always turns out generally t- it does turn out turn out all right it, it works out all right and so yes kind of put yourself out there and sort of grasp the opportunity because actually the kind of the more you do then other things really do feel like kind of baby things and and it does kind of really really kind of boost you I think and and kind of others around you to see that you've kind of taken on that that challenge so the the, the sort of dr pepper view of life what's the what's the worst that can exactly happen, <laughs> i suppose um i think um it's going to be fantastic on the eighth as i've as i've said before i'm the one who's going to let the let the side down because i haven't been gingered uh, uh but everyone else is going to be amazing um so apologies to the crowd coming already for for them uh, for me up on on stage i'm really really excited i'm really really proud um of all of you um and i'm i'm really happy that um you've let me be part of this as well and i'm super excited about the fourth because i'm coming along and i might pick up some tips i might not be as rubbish as uh, as um, we're all now expecting 